the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. The epistle reading is from 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself, then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined, so that we may not be condemned along with the world. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. What are we eating and what are we drinking at the Lord's Supper? Yes, what are we eating and what are we drinking at the Lord's Supper? Or maybe a better question is this, what is the Lord's Supper? This supper that the Lord Jesus Christ instituted some 2,000 years ago with his disciples that night before he was crucified on that cross. Do the bread and wine turn into the body and blood of Jesus? Or do the bread and wine merely represent the body and blood of Jesus? Indeed, what are we eating and what are we drinking? What is the Lord's Supper? To answer these questions, let us go to a most peculiar, yes, a most peculiar story in the Old Testament. Yes, let us hear from Exodus chapter 3. In Exodus chapter 3, we read this. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Now, as we just heard, 
This is the story of Moses encountering the Lord in the midst of that burning bush. But you may say to yourself, what does this have to do with the Lord's Supper? Bear with me for a moment and let us ask the following questions as we reflect upon this story from Exodus chapter 3 with its connection to the Lord's Supper itself. In the story of the burning bush, was the Lord a bush? Once again, was the Lord a bush? Well, the obvious answer is no, the Lord was not a bush. Next question. In the story of the burning bush, did the bush represent the Lord? Once again, did that bush represent the Lord? The obvious answer again is no. The bush does not symbolize, it does not symbolize the Lord. Next question. In the story of the burning bush, did the bush turn into the Lord? Once again, did that bush turn into the Lord? Again, the obvious answer is no. The bush did not transform into the Lord. So, how would we explain what happened in Exodus chapter 3? We would say this, that in a profound way that the Lord was in, with, and under the bush. That is to say, the Lord was not a bush, and the bush did not transform into the Lord, and the bush did not symbolize the Lord. No, none of these are correct. But instead, the bush was fully present, burning yet not consumed, and the Lord was also at the same time fully present. The Lord appeared to Moses in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. The bush and the Lord were both present together before Moses. Now, the point being made is this. That story of the burning bush and the Lord is really no different than what is happening in the Lord's Supper. You see, in the Lord's Supper, there is natural bread. Yes, there's natural bread and natural wine. And at the same exact time, there is Jesus' true body and his true blood. That is to say, in the Lord's Supper, there is natural bread and the true body of Jesus present together at the same time for you. And in that cup, there is natural wine and the true blood of Jesus present together at the same time for each and every one of you. Yes, the bread and the wine with the body and blood are present together at the same time. To communicate this, the old Lutherans, the old reformers, said that Jesus' real body and his real blood are in, with, and under the bread and the wine. Now, they did not say this to play word games or to confuse the church with linguistic gymnastics, but rather they said this to communicate that the bread and the wine in the Lord's Supper do not turn into the body and blood as is taught by the Catholics. Furthermore, they said this to communicate that the bread and the wine do not merely symbolize Jesus' body and blood like many Baptists teach today. So dear friends, make no mistake, the Lord's Supper, this supper that we partake of tonight, is not merely symbolic. And the bread and wine do not go through a molecular transformation, but in and with and under the bread and the wine, you receive Jesus, his true blood and body for you. 
Now, understanding the Lord's Supper as bread and wine being fully present at the same time as the body and the blood is the most straightforward and simple way that we can read Jesus' words. Listen to what Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew. In that Gospel of Matthew, when he instituted that Lord's Supper some 2,000 years ago, he said this, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Take note that Jesus did not say, Drink of it, all of you, for this represents my blood. Nor did Jesus say, Drink of it, all of you, for this transforms into my blood. But rather, Jesus said, Simply, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood. See, dear friends, just as the Lord was in with and under the bush, so it is with Jesus' body and blood in the bread and the wine. Truly and simply stated, the bread is Jesus' body and the wine is Jesus' blood. Jesus is really present in the Lord's Supper for you and for me. But does this really matter, though? Does this really matter? Yes, it does. And here is why. First, these are Jesus' words. They're not our words. They are Jesus' words, and we must take his words seriously. He said them for a reason, and we dare not change his words. And secondly, these words of Jesus were spoken on the eve of his death, and no one should change the words of a person's last will and testament. And third, we are given a warning in our epistle reading from tonight that those who misuse the Lord's Supper, they actually sin. They sin not against just bread and wine, but they sin against the body and the blood of Christ. Being footloose with Jesus' words may result in a person eating and drinking judgment upon themselves, which is no laughing matter. And fourth, by understanding that Jesus' real body and blood are present in the Lord's Supper, we know that we are not receiving a meager morsel of bread and taking an insignificant sip of wine, but instead we know that we are eating and drinking of a gracious feast for ourselves. Think about it for a moment. If the Lord's Supper is only a symbolic and figurative meal, then it is nothing more than a powerless scraps of bread and irrelevant sips of wine that do nothing, nothing to nourish and strengthen you and me. And if the Lord's Supper is only a symbolic and figurative meal, then it is nothing more than an empty ceremony. And if it is an empty ceremony, it is just propped up by the spiritual zeal of the participants, which more often than not, these participants lose that zeal and they fizzle out in the midst of trials and struggles. So dear baptized saints, Jesus is really present in the Lord's Supper For you, that is the good news for each and every one of us. The Lord's Supper is his meal for you. It is a meal where Jesus comes to you. He comes to you. It is a meal that is not founded upon human holiness, but upon Jesus and his word. Therefore, when you eat and when you drink of the Lord's Supper with faith, you receive a great treasure. You receive Jesus. You receive 
his body and his blood for the forgiveness of all, yes, all of your sins. If the Lord's Supper were a mere symbolic meal, you could not be nourished, you could not be strengthened, you could not be forgiven. An empty ceremony cannot nourish and strengthen or forgive you. However, Jesus can, and he does. He does in this supper for you. So baptized saints, because Jesus is really present in the supper, the Lord's Supper is as daily food and nourishment to you so that your faith may be refreshed and strengthened and that you may not give way to the struggles of the world, the struggles of the devil, and the struggles of the old sinful nature. What are we eating and drinking at the Lord's Supper? We are eating and drinking bread body, wine, and blood. What is the Lord's Supper? It is Jesus being really present for you and for me to give us his own true body and his blood for the forgiveness of all of our sins. It is all about you and me having no doubt in our minds that the bread and the wine are Jesus' body and blood for our forgiveness because Jesus' words do what they say. Baptized saints, Jesus wants to be with you and in you. In his holy supper, he gives himself to you and he pledges, yes, he pledges never to leave you and never to forsake you. Take, eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given into death for your sins. Take, drink. This is the true blood of our Savior, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionglinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.